Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Vance Crow is here. He's the founder of Legacy Interviews, and he's an expert in tech. This is where, now, look, I can get my arms around Gemini and AI a lot better, and you've been very helpful just not Mm -hmm. only on the radio, but Vance and I have gotten together, and you've explained things. We've done some virtual reality, things along those lines. So we we see some unbelievable examples that have gotten flagged with this uh, chatbot with Google. So explain what the concern is with Gemini, and that's now kind of on hold, isn't it? Yeah, so with Gemini, what happened is, All of this artificial intelligence is based on uh, large language modeling. So what you do is you feed it not just, you know, letters and alphabets and words, but actually books, and you tell it which websites it can go scrape to look at. Now, everybody was imagining, because this is Google, they have access to your Gmail. They have access to all sorts of search. They should have the absolute best AI, the one that is most clearly represents reality um, that people perceive. But instead, they had programmers that were clearly putting guidelines on Um, when you ask this thing a question, what information is it referencing? And it referenced things that were actually creating images that just weren't true. So, for example, if you asked it to draw you a picture of the founding fathers, well, all these founding fathers would be um, minorities. Yeah, that's right. They weren't white, right? Yeah. And so you start to say, like, oh, well, what what kind of equations have you put into this black box to make it so the answers that you want always come out, but not necessarily the truth? So here's an an example, Sue, of this from the weekend. Um, There was a screenshot that was was shared on X. The question was... What are the impacts of Elon Musk and Adolf Hitler? Uh, and then the response is, it is not possible to say definitively who negatively impacted society more, Elon okay. tweeting memes or Hitler. So this Come stuff. On. So what is that about? Is that about rogue employees feeding this information that's going to spit out answers like that, or is it something else? So what I've heard, uh, listening to the people that really know how this works, is you couldn't just do this by making one or two tiny adjustments to the system. This is really about what are you feeding it to train it Mm -hmm. and what kind of information is coming back. And what people are saying is, Gemini, Google, you fools. You had the, the biggest lead of anyone in the world because you had so much access to information and you turned it into this by only feeding it certain kinds right. of information and telling it which rules you could follow. Wow. So the, the CEO, how do you pronounce Sundar's name? Is it Sundar uh, Pichai, who is the CEO of Google? I mean, he's, he's throwing some flags right now saying they're going to make changes, but good Lord, right? I mean, how can you, I guess one of the questions I would have is how can you trust this stuff moving forward, mm. right? I don't think you can. And in fact, I think that, that maybe this was the best lesson that could have happened, right? Because at, at some point, AI, you're going to be able to type in, hey, give me some, some answers to some questions, and it's going to come back looking like it's perfect. And if you don't know the actual right. correct answer, you're just going to trust it. So good that this happened because then we should all be aware that if I am not the one that knows what was fed into that computer, 
then I really can't trust it. And I have to be wary of what information it's but, bringing but back. But what do you think, what kind of safeguards do there need to be? Look, I'm always nervous about Washington getting involved, right, with legislation. But there, there seemingly needs to be some leadership on this issue because, and I, I can't remember, Vance, if you and I talked about this either off the air or on the air, but the, um, the 60 Minutes piece from late last year with the guy that created some of this stuff who is warning people that this is dangerous. And these, you know, these computers can learn and they can, I mean, I'm not going to say take over the planet, but there were some daunting predictions that made... Th- you know, possibility could happen just because of the way that this stuff is generated. So that's a concern as well. Yeah, but I mean, I'll say this. I feel like anytime the government gets involved, all you're doing is creating a moat between the already incumbent players, oh, the I Googles, agree. the big ones, right. and then the, the ones that are startups that would do something new, would do something different. They have to follow so much regulation that the only way their tech is going to see the light of day is if they sell it to the big boys. So for me, regulation is... No, I agree with you on that. So, But what's the answer, I guess? Maybe that's the question. So what, what do you do? Because if the, is the market going to decide this like it did in the last couple of weeks? Which maybe it does because people were throwing flags on this everywhere. I mean, there were some really interesting strings on Twitter with pictures and examples of some of the lunacy that was existing out there when people were asking pretty obvious questions. Well, to me, the most important thing about all this is that they were able to share it on Twitter, right? They were able to share it on X. And that tells me, like, one, the best way to do this is to support things like uh, Twitter, you know, pay, pay right. the fee yeah. in order to be able to use it. You Use it instead of using some of these other facilities because there's an AI system on Twitter. I don't know if you knew this. So Twitter has its own um, AI or yeah. X. What, what's it called? Grok. Yeah, I've seen that. I've never I've really seen the word. Yeah, I've never no really idea pressed what it on was. it. So if you're paying for the subscription, you can click on that. And right now it's just written. But these guys are doing exactly what Google should be doing, which is they are getting so much language data that you can feed that into the oh. system. Now, I'm not saying Elon Musk is a saint or we should trust him. I'm just saying at least we're seeing where the cracks of the big tech are being shown, and they're really only being shown on places like X. Okay, two things about that. Huh. I'm going to call it Gronk just because I, I, I want to call it that. But you're, you're using that. How are you using that, you know, in your life right now? Well, the other day I had to write a uh, privacy policy for my new website. So I'm, I'm going to write this. I have kind of an idea. I have an old contract, but I want to update it. I put it into this system and I say, are there other things that I should be considering? And it writes up a list of other things I should be considering. And then I say, uh, write a list of questions that would help me answer these. So then it writes a list of, of questions. Then I fill out the answers to that. And then it's, and then I ask it, okay, now create a new terms of service for me. And it does it. Now, I'm not a lawyer, so maybe this cheap way will get me in trouble someday, you know, right, but right, right. it looks a little, it looks pretty legal to me. Interesting. You, you sent me, Vance Crow is our guest, who um, is a tech expert, founder of Legacy Interviews. You sent me something today, and I want you to explain to Sue and the listeners, because it was just a simple photograph of some CDs, right? Yeah, so I, uh, I was trying to do a little bit of Photoshop for the website, and I wanted to crop out an image. So I type into this. You can show it an image. I was doing it on Photoshop. Everywhere, you know, Adobe, all these companies are starting to implement AI. Um, AI, AI. Yeah. And so I say, remove the background and, and only show the case in the CD. Well, the, the image that came back was totally ridiculous, like absolutely did not work at all. It was like three backs of CDs. It like three CDs sitting on a table oh, with, oh, a with clip art yeah, that you yeah, could have right, done right. with like MS Paint or something. And so the reason that I think this is important is the technology will get better, but it is not there right now. Huh, interesting. But I, I, would, I would say, you know, just... Anecdotally, thinking about this, we've talked about AI in the last year, last two years for sure, but the last year on an increasingly frequent, you know, timetable, I think, just because Mm -hmm. this stuff is getting out there more. It is more controversial. The Gemini stuff in particular. And I don't even know, you know, when I'm talking to listeners right now, uh, we collectively, Sue, I would include you, we pay attention to this stuff that's on Twitter. I don't know how many people do, but that's where a lot of this has been exposed with with the AI with Gemini. So I don't even know how many people are aware, kind of going back to the founding father's images. Did you ever see that? You had African-Americans with uh, with wigs on that were not George Washington. I mean, actually, it, it didn't yeah. look well, good for them Lincoln, either, right? Like, father. What this thing created was not, like, something great. It was something, like, it would be pejorative. It would be insulting to the people right. that, that weren't founding fathers there, right? Like, 
not good. Well, some of it was just, you know, and I, I don't have all the examples in front of me right now, but it was just outrageous when, when you were getting, you know, the answers spit to you that were in any way, shape, or form accurate. So that's why they kind of put a hold on this. But what do they do to bring it back? Because they're not going to just sit on it, right? Yeah, I mean, we are definitely in an arms race from now on. There's no going back. If the U.S. companies can't be out in the leading edge, there will be other countries that will, and they will create really effective systems to get rid of things like a whole bunch of attorney work and accounting work and, you know, thinking work. Now, I think the most difficult work for it to get rid of is the thing they're going after first, which is creative, right? There has to be a human element. You would think so. It really is. Like, I tried to go to this thing. One time I was trying to give a talk, and I needed to have a, a, a picture of a man standing on a box. And I was so frustrated because I worked for like an hour and a half on mid-journey. And I, every time I'd try and give it a little bit better detail, the man would be standing under the box or standing next to the box. or standing. And so you don't actually have control over this thing, and it doesn't have a spark of creativity. You can't go to it and be like, draw me something beautiful. Right. It has no, no soul. There's right, nothing right. creative there to, to express. Yeah, well, that that is interesting. When you said, you said Midjourney, what's that? Is that another software program? Midjourney. So a bunch of these things are text based, right? The the um, Grok is text based. Google's Gemini is um, photographs, and so is this. Midjourney is photographs and then video. And I don't know right. if you've seen any of this video, but I don't it think is, I have. Mm-mm. Oh, it is wild. Really? People should go look this up because you'll have like you'll tell it do a a uh, high resolution cat with walking through the jungle and its mane flowing, and you'll see this flowing mane and it walking through there. But here's the thing. If you had an image in your mind that you wanted it to draw there, wouldn't draw that, that, right? right? It's like asking a a seventh grader to draw you something beautiful. Like it can only do kind of what you describe. But so this, you know, this is a conversation for another day and another visit, but the economic implications of all this are severe, right? Potentially. I mean, we always, we we adjust, but I remember even you and I talking about some of this. um, It always stuck out in my mind, Vance, from a conversation from maybe even three years ago when we're talking about some of the automation and self-driving cars, things along those lines, and whether or not Starbucks was going to be as necessary because you won't have people pulling off the road as much because they'll just be doing work in their car with the automated cars in the future. So there's all kinds of economic implications. We we tend to, you know, technology replaces workers and you, you, you have to adapt and move on, but this seems like it could really have impact. Yeah, and, and not necessarily for these first few years that is very good. I don't know if you've had right. to use a chat that uh, is, is clearly not a human, but it's AI, and you just get stuck in well, AI the company. Hell. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, and I think we have a ways to go because before it becomes a real threat. But at some point, it will make some really radical changes to culture and what jobs are valued. And I, frankly, I think it's going to be the blue collar jobs, the one where you have to use your physical hands. Yeah. They're going to be really hard to automate away. Get more at 971talk.com. All star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.